Halloween and welcome back to page eight. I'm your host Casey Barrett and we are a week away from tip-off in Neville Arena for the start of basketball season and we were going to indulge into men's and women's basketball talk and a preview but first we want to touch on football and with me today I have sports editors Noah Griffith and Callie Stanford. How are you guys doing today? I know in the sports world you're a little (laughs) hectic. Um, So Brian Harson officially was fired earlier today. What does that mean for Auburn? I think it's hard to know what it means right now until you have someone else hired, but it just means they can move forward, I think. Um, For a while, like, there's been questions asked, and he's like, hasn't been able to give an answer, hasn't been able to point out what the problem is, and there's obviously a problem, a glaring problem, and now they can find answers, hopefully, and move forward. Same sort of lines, like Noah's saying, there's been all these questions, you know, this second half fall off, just performance questions and like the the quote of the day from Saturday against Arkansas was I can't quite put my finger on it and it's like well you know Ryan Harson you've been here for a year and a half um I think it's your job to be able to put your finger on yeah. it so like Noah said being able to move forward get an interim get get a replacement in so that you can start to be able to say what those issues are and then you can fix them and let's look at Hurston's Auburn career. Um, a losing record, 9-12. and 12. And last year, the first three-game losing streak since 2012. So what specifics do you think brought Harson to have such a struggle at Auburn? He wasn't necessarily put in the best position to succeed from the start. But, like, he also didn't take the um, initiative to make the changes when they were, when it was obvious that changes needed to be made. I think the standard in practice, we every week we hear the players say, oh, you know, the, the practice is not carrying over to the game. At some point, maybe the standard in practice is not what it needs to be if they think they're so great in practice and then come out and get just manhandled on the field, you know? Yeah, and, like, that's been said a lot recently this season as, as to me, like, the issues just become more and more glaring, but... um. I remember, like, when he got here, there was this pretty firm emphasis on, like, the fundamentals and doing things the right way. And over the summer, it was that the run game was going to be based around Tank Bigsby. And, like, it's just all of these things that he said were going to happen. And I don't know if it's players, you know. We, we don't know on the inside what is happening. But it's just that he had all these mission statements that haven't been fulfilled. Yeah, and one thing that we saw... Um, towards the beginning of this year was him working with the whole quarterback situation and Auburn's offense specifically. Um, Do you think Harson's removal and bringing in someone new will improve this area? I think you've got to be more sure with who you go with. It can be a back and forth thing. I do like sticking out with Robbie Esford, how they handled that towards, you know, the past few games. I think I've seen growth from him. Um, and not turning the ball over against Arkansas was a big step forward, but you've got to be able to have your guy and um, have faith in him and stick with him. And I think going back to having your guy, people have talked about developing quarterbacks, and I think Robbie Ashford and even holding behind him are guys that Auburn can develop. But people have pointed out that the quarterback development issue kind of goes back to Gus. Like Bo Nix had three different offensive coordinators in his time here, and he finally left to go – find some stability under one of those guys. So I think even if it's not a head coach, even if it's just a quarterback coach or an offensive coordinator that you're going to have to stay, I think 
you can retain guys like Robbie Ashford who who showed out on Saturday, but you've you've got to have some dependability there that Auburn even before Harson hasn't had. Yeah, and what major aspects of Auburn's team as a whole should Harson be held accountable for? I would say just like I said, the standard in practice not transferring to the playing field. Um, that's your job as a coach um, is to prepare your guys from going from practice to the game. And if it's not carrying over like they wanted to, you know, it's your job to make changes. And they just weren't made. They were consistently made excuses for, and that can't happen. Yep. That's like, I don't even, <laughs> there's not much to add right there. Like, you can point to little issues within that. But yeah, no, it's right. Like, because we don't get to go to practice. Media aren't like available to go to practices. So if that's, we're hearing that from players. We're hearing that from Harson. If the standard isn't being upheld in games, your job as a coach is to do that. Not like not anybody else's. That is you as a head coach. You are supposed to uphold that standard that you've apparently set. And so now we're coming to kind of the close of football season. I think we can take a step back, take a breath a little bit, and we're going to switch gears and look at basketball. Uh, so the women's team, let's look at them first. Pretty rocky season last year. A few statement games, though, uh, like taking down Tennessee at home. And they went 2-14 and 14 in conference play, though. So what do they need to fix to improve this area? Honestly, I feel like there were a lot of games that they lost by single digits. Um, 10 single digit losses, 4 were by being 3 points or less. It just feels like towards the end of games, they were having players fell out, like Isaac Labali who is by far leading the team with 17 points per game. And the only other double-digit score was honestly Scott Grayson with 13 points a game. But, like, once those players fouled out towards the end of the game, they had nowhere to go. And I feel like with the return of Romy Levy, they have another good score they can turn to leading games. She reached double figures and scoring twice in her freshman year. And she was... 2021 SEC All-Freshman Team. So I just feel like that's another place you can go with the ball and more depth you can have on the floor and not have to play those guys every single minute of the game to get production. Yeah, and I saw the same thing. I didn't get to go to many women's games last season, honestly. I was really disappointed about that. But what I was noticing in the ones I did get to watch is that fourth quarter fallout because they do have – it's four quarters as opposed to men's. And like Noah saying, when those fouls come in – or even when those two were just getting tired, like there's there's a pretty steep fall off in the fourth quarter that you could see as um, as Auburn competed throughout the entire game. But then that was where I think they'll be able to pick up this year as, as they grow depth. Yeah, and let's kind of talk about that depth too. I know Noah mentioned on um, the single digits uh, aspect of their games last year. How do you think they can close these gaps? And how do you think maybe gaining that depth on the team is going to impact that? Well, I think it all starts with getting bench production. They didn't get any last year, and it forced all those key players, you know, to stay on the floor for the whole game. And um, just when they're not on the floor, they're not getting production. And with the return of Precious Johnson for the full season, I feel like, you know, that's going to allow Aisha to go to the bench and them not be worried that they can't score, you know, when she's on the bench. And like I said, just having different players put the ball in their hands and be able to create shots. Romy, you know, she can shoot it from three. She can shoot midcourt. She can drive, you know. 
That's going to be a big addition. Yeah, I'm glad she's returning because they were very one-dimensional, I think, was the issue with, with just relying on those two. But if you build your depth, you get those two back from injuries. That should help make you a little more diverse, make you a little harder to defend. Because when you're relying on two players that everybody knows, hey, that's where their production's coming from, it's it's kind of hard to make them productive since the defense knows who to go after. Yeah, and we talked about um, these key players and this – potential of depth and with kind of the topic of coaches today what does coach Harris need to do differently just build on her success I know I know they didn't win a lot of conference games last year but like I said they were so so close and they beat three ranked teams which some they hadn't done in past years they went on the road and beat Georgia Tech they beat Georgia they beat Tennessee just build on those things um I don't think you have to change your game plan things are turning in the right direction yeah, that's so true, because in press conferences after games, like, you could feel the frustration from her. Like, you could tell, like, she knew, they knew they were going in the right direction. They knew the game plan was working, but it was just this very real, like, the pieces are, are getting together. And I know she coaches those girls incredibly hard. Like, you can tell during games that she's she is putting so much work in. So, like Noah's saying, just continue building on the success that you've already had, because that, that Tennessee win was huge. Yes. <laughs> Uh, a nice tumor roll, which yeah. we're, we're still waiting for. It's been a couple weeks. Um, and we touched on last week as Kyla got to attend SEC Media Day for men's basketball. And we're also just a week away from their first game. And Auburn is coming in as number 15. Do you think that's justifiable? I think it is justifiable. One year in, I think it might be a little bit disappointing to fans after winning the SEC to not be in the top 10 and see other SEC teams in the top 10. But... I feel like losing two guys in the first round of the NBA draft, they're not moving over down because they don't think they're good. They're moving them down just strictly based off that fact that they're losing two guys you build your program around. But that doesn't mean there's not talent that's going to come in and elevate them. It's just the bar maybe isn't quite as high to start just because they have to prove themselves. But I don't think at the end of the season you're going to look back and say, Oh, we started number 15. Like, they're not going to be worried about that. Yeah, they're, like Noah's saying, it's just a big question mark with so many newcomers and with Jabari and Walker being gone. I think Coach said it of media availability the other day. He was like, we're not a, we're not a number 15 team right now. <laughs> so, like, coach, coach is inclined to agree with that. But it's just one of those where, you know, Kentucky returns. Oscar Sheway, who's, like, consensus All-American, all these things. Like, you know, teams like that where you're returning your top guys – Auburn's just not in that situation, and you can't you can't put them that high with that uncertainty. Yeah, and talking about the absence of Jabari at forward and Walker either at forward or center, um, and Coach Pearl has yet to say who the official starters will be. Who do you think is going to fill those two big positions? I'm going to go with the not obvious choice and maybe say Jalen Williams. He's a guy that Coach Pearl said multiple times last year he'd be starting at any other school in the country, but he was behind Jabari. I don't think he maybe creates shots as well as Jabari with that jumper, but, you know, he's all-around player, you know. He can score, he can, he defends well, he rebounds well. I think he does it all, and he's going to show it off this year. I'm a big Jalen Williams fan. Like, (laughs) Coach said that about him. Like, he's so consistent, and again, like, he would play anywhere. Like, Jabari Smith was so good, but you've got Jalen right behind him playing who was playing consistent minutes off the bench when Jabari needed a breather like he's a guy that's going to contribute big and then when Chance 
um, Westry recovers. It was a very minor knee surgery, but he's going to need a few weeks off to recover. I know Bruce has said he's going to be a very versatile player that can fill in gaps where he's needed. So he'll be, to me, I'm picturing him in a Jalen Williams role where Chance maybe can come off the bench and, and contribute in areas when other starters may need a breather if he doesn't end up starting. It's it's yeah. all over the air right now. But I mean, if you want the obvious answer to not breathe, <laughs> I mean, he's aver- he was averaging 3.9 blocks last year, 16.8 points, um, 10.5, 10.5 rebounds. Like, you know, that's kind of, <laughs> that kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, and Callie just mentioned Chance at Westry as well. Um, the freshman guard, that he did go through knee surgery, and it looks like he's going to miss the beginning of the season. Uh, even though Coach Pearl hasn't announced the starters yet, how big of an impact is that going to be after we saw his pretty big debut in Israel? To be honest with you, I don't think it's going to have a big impact. And not because Chance is not a great player, because I really like what I saw from Chance in Israel this summer. But it's because... Um, They've got all the same returning guards. They've got Wendell. They've got Zep. They've got KD. Um, and you know what you're getting from those guys. So I think Chance is the icing on the cake, but I think the cake is there. And especially before they get to SEC play, I think they'll be able to handle it just fine. I don't, I don't see any problem. Yeah, I'm the same way because I think Auburn fans, like the idea of an injury kind of scares them after Allen Flanagan's situation. But Allen... It was, it was bad timing. He was having to rehab like midseason. I, I honestly don't know that he ever last season fully recovered, and I think that'll make people a little wary. But Chance, you know, it's it's preseason practice. He's still getting to be there every day, and he's still getting to watch it. So, of course, he's going to be a little behind, but I'm with Noah. Like, if he hits the, hits the ground running before SEC play, it shouldn't be an issue at all. Yeah, and if we're going to talk about these returning players, um, let's look at Zeb Jasper, who was a pretty key figure last year in the Tigers' defense. Who do you think is going to help him along the way there since one of the biggest defenders, Walker, like we mentioned, is no longer here? I think KD Johnson. Um, They complement each other very well, very well on defense, especially KD's, you know, aggressiveness and his ability to poke the ball out and get steals um with Zep's really like physical in your face kind of defense like I just feel like it complements each other very well and then you got Wendell probably coming off the bench again to give you the offensive spark they complement each other very well and Chance is only gonna add another layer to that defense and then Noah talked about all the short guys. And then you've got Janai in the back, who is going to be cleaning up after all of them. But, yeah, like, they, I know KD had said recently he lost, God, I don't remember. It was, like, maybe 13 pounds or something. And he literally said on Twitter that Bruce Pearl had, like, taken his Twitter account away until he lost the weight. So he's going to be quicker. He's going to be faster. Obviously, he's going to continue being very aggressive. So I see him as a guy who, who will assist Zep very well in addition to Janai. He's still going to have that look. Yeah. <laughs> he's still a menace. Yeah, he's still the same human being, just a little faster. And I think we all know what I mean when I say that. <laughs> yeah, well, I know like a lot of Auburn fans, we're looking forward to these positive aspects of basketball as we just probably received a lot of big football news. Um, yeah. I wish you both luck as you work in the sports world here at the Plainson. But that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Go check out our Instagram and Twitter at the Auburn Plainsman, and we will see you next week.